What's up, cheese muscles? Welcome back to another episode of No Me Digas. I am Jay Money. And this is Eve. All right, Eve. What kind of beer you got today? Ooh, look at this frosted can right here. I know. They're super frosted. I got Stone Buena Vesa Salt and Lime Lager. Mm. It is a 4.7. And this one right here. It's from Escondido, California. I'm just kind of going towards San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, this take on a classic lager inspired and influenced by our southern neighbors. Brewed with a hint of sea salt and a touch of fresh lime for a bold, flavorful, and extremely refreshing drink. Hmm. Wow. Oh, what you got there? I got a Coronado Brewing Company beer called Salty Crew Blonde Ale. And for whatever reason, I don't fish, but Salty Crew is a a brand that, you know, it's like a fishing, fishing brand. Yeah. yeah. And I love <laughs> I love all their stuff and I've never been fishing, but I'm obsessed. <laughs> I buy their shirts, whatever, I like it, but so this time they they collabed with the brewery and they made a salty uh, crew blonde ale. So it's good. a canned beer that's crisp, versatile, and refreshing. Throw a lime in it, make it bloody, or spice the rim for a classic twist. <laughs> it's a beer that goes where no glass can. Damn. That's a good one. That was that deep. Was very good. All right. All the right, sound, y'all. Ooh. Salud, mijita. Salud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to try yours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a little switch. Mine is very refreshing and Mine's crispy. Mine's a bit dry. I kind of like it. I don't know. They taste kind of similar. Do they? No, taste- yours is less dry than mine. You think yours is dry? It has a, a little like bit, like a drier finish to it. Okay. Like um, it. I don't want to say like a wine finish, but it's not a wine finish. It's more right. just a dry. It's just a dry it. finish. Yeah, huh? not bad. I like very, it. Very, very refreshing. Can, it looks like a sugar skull. Yeah, That's super what I like about dope. This can, I took a picture for you guys. Don't worry, I'm gonna post it. Um, <laughs> yeah, both of these beers are super easy to drink. Yes. So, Ooh. so if you're hanging out at a bar, these are two good options. Or if you go golfing, these are good options. Or like Salty Crew says, if you go fishing. Go where a glass can go. Go where a glass can go. <laughs> oh, and also they're good for good micheladas, or at least. Yours is? The, yeah. yeah. Bueno, this was actually a good one. I tried it once. And amazing. Amazing. I didn't know it was that until someone told me. I was like, what? Yeah. Nice no surprise, idea. huh? Yeah. Very interesting. All right, but, Eve. So I got right, I got a story for you today. Tell me, tell me, tell me. His name is Donald Henry, quote unquote, Pee Wee Gaskins. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Pee Wee. He goes by Pee Wee. Pee Wee. Pee Wee. And I'll tell you why. Born March 31st, 1933 in Florence County, South Carolina. He was nicknamed Pee Wee because of his small stature. Um, as an adult, he was 5'2 and weighed about 130 pounds. Small fella. He's our height. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's a small guy. As a child, his mother took little to no interest in him. So much so that he didn't realize his name was Donald until he was arrested for a crime he committed as a kid. 
No me digas. Yeah. Are you serious? He always thought his name was Pee Wee. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he committed a crime with a group of delinquents. Um, they did all sorts of robberies, assaults, and even gang rape. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, he was sent to a reform school where he was regularly raped. Uh, and he escaped the reform school and went on to marry and live somewhat of a simple life. Um, but then he voluntarily decided to complete his sentence. Um, and he was released at the age of 18 in 1951. Hold on, wait, back up real quick. Yeah, backing up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. So he went, he got arrested. Uh-huh. He did a little time. Yeah, he ended up escaping. So he was supposed to be released at 18, but he ended up escaping when he was like 16. Really? Mm-hmm. And then and then he volunteered he, to go finish off. Uh-huh. Just nonchalant about it. Yeah. After being married. Uh-huh. He got married maybe then 18 years old. Where the hell do you yeah. get married in less than 18? Some okay. states are at that time. I mean, it was when he was born in 1933. Oh. 1940s, 50s at that time was different. Uh, South dang, Carolina. That's crazy. It's <gasps> mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and he volunteered. Okay. Hey, then. you know what? He wanted to, I don't know, maybe live a better life. So I give him props for going back. Okay, that I, okay, I can give him my respect for going back. I guess yeah, his due diligence. Okay, yeah, yeah. he oh, did. He, he went back. All right. um, but again, at the age of eighteen, he was released in nineteen fifty one. Um, after he was released, he went to work at a tobacco farm. Uh, but unfortunately, there he was arrested uh, and sent back to prison at the Central Correctional Institution. Um, and he was arrested because he attacked a teenage girl with a hammer. Um, he wanted to sexually assault her. Luckily, he didn't. Um, she was able to get away. Um, yeah. Uh huh. I know. <laughs> okay. He's wow. He's intense, man. Um, but yeah, he was re- he was uh, imprisoned, and unfortunately, he was also raped there. Um, but he eventually gained some respect by m- murdering a fellow inmate named Hazel Brazel, um, and he earned himself. Three additional years after that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's small, so they overpower him and they use him. So that's why he want. Wow. So he does the raping outside and then gets raped inside. Mm-hmm. It's a rough cycle for Andrew, him. Andrew, you and I can never go to jail because we'd be overpowered every time. Yeah. There's some big women out there that are taller than us. Yeah, that's why I don't commit crimes. I won't make it in prison. I already know. I won't make it at all. I would be like, can we get you to every other night? <laughs> Give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, soon he was paroled, though. Again, in 1961. What? Yeah. He kept getting paroled. Maybe. I don't know how times were back in, I don't know. He was in South Carolina. I don't know. Things are different okay, there. Okay, I'm starting to think he's probably a Rico Suave or something because he keeps getting out of come back in. He could be. <laughs> Following his release, he committed several robberies. Uh, but after two years, he was rearrested for the rape of a 12-year-old. Um, but he escaped sentencing. Luckily, he was found um, and received eight years for that. 12? A 12 year old, yeah. He must have been what in his 20s by this point, something like that. Yeah, he was paroled again in November of 1968. 
Good Lord. Yeah. Can we give the best parolee goes to this person? Right. You get an award, Good sir. Good Lord, for the amount of parole you got. I mean, it's a panel. They all decide if he deserves it or not, or he's rehabilitated. And I guess he proved his worthiness of parole, I guess. I don't know. That's a lot. And for him to get out, it's not like he got out for most of them. He just keeps getting out. Uh, Upon his release, he moved to Sumner and began to work as a roofer. What a nice, quiet life. Hmm, interesting. (laughs) Gaskin's first non-prison murder was a hitchhiker whom he tortured and murdered in September 1969 uh, before leaving her body in a swamp. Uh, She is unidentified. He just knows he did it, doesn't know who she is, so they were never able to, um, one, find her, and two, give her a name that she deserves. So, yeah, he was released in 68. For parole, and then he committed his first murder in 1969. So about a year, almost a, give give it take a year, where he committed his first non prison murder. Yeah, and unfortunately, they don't know who she is. Love how you said non prison murder. Well, yeah, because everything else has been in, in prison. prison. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, but here we go. This was the start of his killing spree. He would drive around the coastal highways. And he classified them as coastal kills. Um, He confessed to killing these victims using a variety of methods, stabbing, mutilation, and cannibalism. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to get into it because it's weird, but that's all you need to know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Same. 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 What parts would he eat? Uh, It doesn't go into that. And I, and I don't want to know. And when did he start eating them? Like, what did he do? Like, well, accidentally tasted the blood by accident? I don't know. Was cutting them? Like, or did he get, get hungry in the process and then, like, decided to take a chunk out of it? Or did he just saw something that looked yummy and he had to go, like... You're getting... You're... We- oh, my God. <laughs> don't even. That's too much, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but just... That's... Okay, let's go on. I mean, let's- if you really want to get deep into it, yeah... That's what runs through their mind. I'm assuming. I don't know. It's just curious. I mean, it's odd. It's it's something that it's unusual to us, so we're immediately curious about it. So I, I get mean, it. I am. That would never. It's odd. Um, in November 1970, he committed his so-called serious murders. So he has his coastal kills, which is him driving around the coastal and picking up hitchhikers. And then he calls this next portion his serious murders. Um, And these murders were for personal reasons. Okay, so those were, oh, like actual serious, Uh serious, serious. Serious murders were victims that mocked him, attempted to blackmail him, or owed him money. Or he was just paid to kill them because apparently he's now an assassinator. Oh, Lord. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> so, but. Keep it coming. Uh, it's just sad, though. His first serious murder was his own niece, Janice Kirby, 15. What? And her friend Patricia Ann Asbrook, who was 17. And I, it doesn't give me a reason why this was a serious murder. I'm assuming he was maybe trying to assault them. Um, and it just went wrong. But, yeah, that was his first serious, quote-unquote, serious. Yep. I know. Mm. In 1973, he committed his most gruesome murder. 
He raped and killed his neighbor, Doreen Dempsey, 23, who was pregnant. What? Yeah. And he killed her two-year-old daughter. Yeah. No me digas. I know. It's super sad. Are you? I know. On November 14, 1975, Gaskin was finally arrested. Finally. Um, when an associate of his named Walter Neely confessed to police of Gaskin's killings. Um, I guess it was sitting heavy on him when he had to tell somebody, which I'm glad he did. But that's the only reason they caught this man. I know, you're left speechless, huh? <laughs> Dude. Yeah, these people are weird, man. All right. Right. So while you're speechless, I'm going to keep going. On November 14th, I already did that one. <laughs> My bad. Uh, on December 4th, 1975, um, Gaskins led police to his land in Prospect where police discovered the murder, the bodies of eight victims. Um, Gaskins was charged on eight uh, charges of murder on May 24th, 1976. Um, and on May 28, 1976, he was found guilty and sentenced to death. Finally. Finally. Uh, Gaskins would then confess to journalist Wilton Earl that he murdered from 100 to 110 victims. Yeah, so he was only charged for eight, which, you know, at least he was charged for those eight murders. But according to him, he's killed up towards 110 people. Which could be true. I don't know. Or he could just be wanting to get that fame. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you asshole. <laughs> I mean, damn. Like, I... Yeah, he had, he had, there's no feelings behind this man. He he was just. I mean, dude, the only one that hit me like a truck was a pregnant woman with the kid. Yeah. Like, I don't. That hit me bad. Bro, I know, but don't worry. Gaskins was executed on September 6, 1991. His there words, is justice. his last words were, and I quote, I'll let my lawyers talk for me. I'm ready to go. That was it. And then electrocuted. Boom, damn, done. So that was a fast execution. Well, not really. When was he? When was he? He, he was tried in 1976, found guilty shortly after that, a couple days. So 76 from, from 76 to 91. Why does the death penalty, why does it take that long? Why does there's that so many things? There's so many things that there's a lot of uh, petitioning. The, the lawyers got appeals they keep doing. Yeah, appeals, all that. Um, Dude, I don't know. You know what? They, they have to make it as humane as possible. Humane? Do you think they made it humane for the victims they killed? Right. It's. it's it, I see really, where you're coming from, but, you know, legal stuff. That's just legal so stuff. wrong, dude. Legal why can't stuff. it be like back in the day before when you say you are going to be executed? Duh, your head comes off. Why can't do we that? don't live in the medieval times they anymore. They should consider that an option. <laughs> you know what? Well, I know for a while they were still doing like um like uh shootings, like the execution style shootings. Oh yeah. Yeah. For a while they were doing that, but dude, I just don't understand. Like I really don't get it. Like if you know this person what is what is it to appeal? Like they have 
you have so much evidence against these people. Like, you know they deserve it. You know, it just, you know, it just, uh, so a, a while ago when I was going to Citrus College in Glendora, I was taking this, um, I don't know, it was some AJ class. And during that time, there was an ex- execution that was going to happen. And they put a stop to it minutes before because the lawyer filed a petition or an appeal, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what it's called. Um, that the room was too small. Excuse me? And it was inhumane. I never forgot this. What? So they put a pause to it. And I think he was eventually executed like days later. Cause, But they had to stop it because it was an legitimate appeal or petition or whatever. Okay, you know what? These, these appeals are getting a little too ridiculous. The room uh, is too small. First of all, you're giving this person too, too much, much respect. Too much respect. Okay? They don't even deserve that much respect Yeah, from anybody. They didn't give any respect to humanity, nor to the victims, nor to the families. So why should the government even give them that much respect? I mean, you, you are not wrong and and I'm sure a lot of people have feelings like this. And then there's there's the money side of it too. Like it costs a lot of money to have someone in prison for that long. It does. Uh, and then it also costs money to, I mean, now they do like the lethal injections, but even that's expensive as well. But it's all expensive. There's too many politics. and You know what I would be happy with? If my taxes went just to the death penalty stuff. I don't care about housing them or feeding them or changing their clothes or washing their clothes or their um, whatever they get in there, their cigarettes or snacks. I don't want to pay for that. <laughs> I'm All not paying for your pay. cigarettes. All I want to do is be able to know <laughs> your money is going to this because this person can get euthanized. Great. Then my taxes go to that. <laughs> I don't want my taxes to go to everything else. I mean, it's unfortunately, but you know, um, we do need prison system. Not, we do. I'm not uh, saying that we don't, but it's just, I feel that we would have so much more room in prisons if they actually killed the people within a good amount of time, not in 20, 40, 50 years. Yeah. Span. I hear you. You know what I mean? Let's give them, okay, let's be fair. Why don't we cut those years down to like a 10 year minimum? Get there your you appeals, get your petitions. Yeah, get your stuff and settle. Say goodbye to your loved ones. Say goodbye to whatever uh, hobbies you have or whatever you have in mind or your addictions to what other stuff. Say goodbye to them. You have 10 years. And then say goodbye. <laughs> and say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that from... Um... <laughs> oh, my God. Hocus Pocus. Uh Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> At the end. Yeah, exactly. You're a mess over there. Oh, God. I'm Wild a, story, huh? It's a crazy story, man. Crazy. What's up, Cheese Muscles? Welcome back to another episode of No Me Digas. I am Jay Money. And this is Eve. All right, Eve. What kind of beer you got today? Ooh, look at this frosted can right here. I know. They're super frosted. I got Stone Buena Vesa Salt and Lime Lager. Mm. It is a 4.7. And this one right here is from Escondido, California. I'm just kind of going towards San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, this take on a classic lager inspired and influenced by our southern neighbors. 
brewed with a hint of sea salt and a touch of fresh lime for a bold, flavorful, and extremely refreshing drink. Hmm. Wow. What you got there? I got a Coronado Brewing Company beer called Salty Crew Blonde Ale. And for whatever reason, I don't fish, but Salty Crew is a a brand that, you know, it's like a fishing brand. Yeah. Yeah. And I love (laughs) I love all their stuff. And I've never been fishing, but (laughs) I'm obsessed. (laughs) I buy their shirts, whatever. I like it. But so this time they they collabed with the brewery and they made a salty uh, crew blonde ale. It's a canned beer that's crips versatile and refreshing throw a lime in it make it bloody or spice the rim for a classic twist it's a beer that goes where no glass can damn that's a good one that was that deep was very that was deep. Deep. All, right, all right the sound uh, y'all salud mijita salud. yeah yeah I'm gonna try yours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a little switch. Mine is very refreshing and mine's crispy. a bit dry. I kind of like it. I don't know. They taste kind of similar. Do they? No, t- yours is less dry than mine. You think yours is dry? Has a, a little like bit, like a drier finish to it. Okay. Like um, it's. I can't. I don't want to say like a wine finish, but it's not a wine finish. It's more right. like just a dry. It's just a dry it. finish. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Not bad. I like very, it. Very, very refreshing. Can, it looks like a sugar skull. Yeah, That's super I like dope. Can, dude. I took a picture for you guys. Don't worry, I'm gonna post it. <laughs> um, yeah, both of these beers are super easy to drink. Yes. So, Ooh. so if you're hanging out at a bar, these are two good options. Or if you go golfing, these are good options. <laughs> or like Salty Crew says, if you go fishing, go where a glass can go. Go where a glass can go. <laughs> Oh, and also they're good for good micheladas, or at least yours is. The, yeah, yeah. Bueno, that's actually a good one. I tried it once, and oh, amazing, amazing. I didn't know it was that until someone told me. I was like, "What?" Yeah, nice no surprise, idea. huh? Yeah, very interesting. All right, but, Eve. So I got right, I got a story for you today. Tell me, tell me, tell me. His name is Donald Henry, quote unquote, Pee Wee Gaskins. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Pee Wee. He goes by Pee Wee. Pee Wee. Pee Wee. And I'll tell you why. Born March 31st, 1933 in Florence County, South Carolina. He was nicknamed Pee Wee because of his small stature. Um, As an adult, he was 5'2 and weighed about 130 pounds. Small fella. He's our height. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he's a small guy. As a child, his mother took little to no interest in him. So much so that he didn't realize his name was Donald until he was arrested for a crime he committed as a kid. No uh, me digas. Yeah. Are you serious? He always thought his name was Pee Wee. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he committed a crime with a group of delinquents. Um, they did all sorts of robberies, assaults, and even gang rape. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, he was sent to a reform school where he was regularly raped. Uh, and he escaped the reform school and went on to marry and live somewhat of a simple life. Um, but then he voluntarily decided to complete his sentence. Um, and he was released at the age of 18 in 1951. 
Hold on, wait, back up real quick. Yeah, backing up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. So he went. He got arrested. Uh huh. He did a little time. Yeah, he ended up escaping. So he was supposed to be released at eighteen, but he ended up escaping when he was like sixteen. Really? Mm-hmm. And then and then he volunteered he, to go finish off. Uh-huh. Just nonchalant about it. Yeah. After being married. Uh-huh. He got married within eighteen years old. Where the hell do you yeah. get married in less than eighteen? Some okay. states are at that time. I mean, it was when he was born in 1933. Oh. 1940s, 50s at that time was different. Uh, South dang, Carolina. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, and he volunteered. Okay. Hey, then. you know what? He wanted to, I don't know, maybe live a better life. So I'd give him props for going back. Okay, that, I, okay, <laughs> I can give him my respect for going back, I guess. Yeah. His due diligence. Okay, yeah. He did. Fine. He, he went back. Um, But again, at the age of 18, he was released in 1951. Um, After he was released, he went to work at a tobacco farm. Uh, But unfortunately, there he was arrested uh, and sent back to prison at the Central Correctional Institution. Um, He was arrested because he attacked a teenage girl with a hammer. Um, He wanted to sexually assault her. Luckily, he didn't. Um, She was able to get away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I know. <laughs> okay. He's wow. He's intense, man. Um, but yeah, he was re- he was uh, imprisoned, and unfortunately, he was also raped there. Um, but he eventually gained some respect by m- murdering a fellow inmate named Hazel Brazel, um, and he earned himself three additional years after that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's small, so they overpower him, and they use him. So that's why he went, wow, so he does the raping outside, and then gets raped inside. Mm-hmm. It's a rough cycle for Damn, him. Andrew, you and I can never go to jail because we'd be overpowered every time. Yeah. There's some big women out there that are taller than us. Yeah, that's why I don't commit crimes. <laughs> I won't make it in prison. I already know. I won't make it at all. I would be like... Can we get you to every other night? <laughs> Give me a break. Give me a break. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, soon he was paroled, though. Again, in 1961. What? Yeah. He kept getting paroled. Maybe. I don't know how times were back in... I don't know. He was in South Carolina. I don't know. Things are different okay, there. Okay. I'm starting to think he's probably Rico's father or something because he keeps getting out of contact. <laughs> he could be. <laughs> Following his release, he committed several robberies. Uh, but after two years, he was rearrested for the rape of a 12-year-old. Um, but he escaped sentencing. Luckily, he was found... Um, and received eight years for that. Twelve? A twelve-year-old, yeah. He must have been, what, in his 20s by this point? Something like that. Yeah. He was paroled again in November of 1968. Good Lord. Yeah. Can we give... The best parolee goes to this person. Right. You get an award, Good sir. Good Lord, for the amount of parole you got. I mean, it's a panel. They all decide if he deserves it or not, or he's rehabilitated. And I guess he proved his worthiness of parole, I guess. I don't know. That's a lot. I for know. him to get out, it's not like he got out for most of them. He just keeps getting out. <laughs> Uh, upon his release, he moved to Sumner and began to work as a roofer. 
What a nice, quiet life. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> Gaskin's first non-prison murder was a hitchhiker whom he tortured and murdered in September 1969 uh, before leaving her body in a swamp. Uh, she is unidentified. He just knows he did it, doesn't know who she is, so they were never able to, um, wow. one, find her, and two, give her a name that she deserves. So, yeah, he was released in 68 for parole, and then he committed his first murder in 1969. So about a year, almost, give give it take a year where he committed his first non-prison murder. Yeah, and unfortunately, they don't know who she is. Love how you said non-prison murder. Well, yeah, because everything else has been in, in prison. prison. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, but here we go. This was the start of his killing spree. He would drive around the coastal highways, and he classified them as coastal kills. Um, he confessed to killing these victims using a variety of methods, stabbing, mutilation, and cannibalism. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get into it because it's weird, but that's all you need to know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So say curious it, say right it, say now. It, say so it. What parts would he eat? Uh, it doesn't go into that. And I and I don't want to know. And when did he start eating them? Like, what did he do? Like, well, accidentally tasted the blood by accident and was killing them? Like, or did he get, get hungry in the process and then I like, decided to take a chunk out of it? Or did he just saw something that looked yummy and he had to go like... You're getting... You're we- Oh, my God. <laughs> don't even. That's too much, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but just... That's... Okay, let's go on. I mean, let's- if you really want to get deep into it, yeah, it's... That's what runs through their mind, I'm assuming. I don't know. It's just curious. I mean, it's odd. It's it's something that it's unusual to us, so we're immediately curious about it. So I, I get mean, it. I am, but I would never. It's odd. Um, in November 1970, he committed his so-called serious murders. So he has his coastal kills, which is him driving around the coastal and picking up hitchhikers. And then he calls this next portion his serious murders. Um, And these murders were for personal reasons. Okay, so those were, oh, like actual serious, Uh serious, serious. Serious murders were victims that mocked him, attempted to blackmail him, or owed him money. Or he was just paid to kill them because apparently he's now an assassinator. Oh, Lord. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> so, but Keep it coming. Uh, it's just sad, though. His first serious murder was his own niece, Janice Kirby, what? 15, and her friend Patricia Ann Asbrook, who was 17. And I, it doesn't give me a reason why this was a serious murder. I'm assuming he was maybe trying to assault them. Um, and it just went wrong. But, yeah, that was his first serious, quote-unquote, serious. Yep. I know. Mm. In 1973, he committed his most gruesome murder. He raped and killed his neighbor, Doreen Dempsey, 23, who was pregnant. What? Yeah. And he killed her two-year-old daughter. Yeah. No, maybe, guys. I know. It's super sad. Are you? I know. On November 14, 1975, Gaskin was finally arrested, finally, um, when an associate of his named Walter Neely confessed to police of Gaskin's killings. Um, I guess it was sitting heavy on him when he had to tell somebody, which I'm glad he did. 
but that's the only reason they caught this man. I know, you're left speechless, huh? <laughs> Dude. Yeah, these people are weird, man. All right. Right. So while you're speechless, I'm going to keep going. On November 14th, oh, I already did that one. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, on December 4th, 1975, um, Gaskins led police to his land in Prospect, where police discovered the murder, the bodies of eight victims. Um, Gaskins was charged on eight uh, charges of murder on May 24th, 1976. Um, and on May 28th, 1976, he was found guilty and sentenced to death. Finally. Finally. Uh, Gaskins would then confess to journalist Wilton Earl that he murdered from 100 to 110 victims. Yeah, so he was only charged for eight, which, you know, at least he was charged for those eight murders. But according to him, he's killed up towards 110 people. Which could be true. I don't know. Or he could just be wanting to get that fame. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you asshole. <laughs> I mean, damn. Like, I... Yeah, he had, he had, there's no feelings behind this man. He, he was just. I mean, dude, the only one that hit me like a truck was a pregnant one with the kid. Yeah. Like, I don't. That hit me bad. Bro, I know, but don't worry. Gaskins was executed on September 6, nineteen ninety one. There words, is justice. His last words were, and I quote: "I'll let my lawyers talk for me. I'm ready to go." That was it, and then electrocuted. Boom, damn, done. So that was a fast execution. Ninety one. Well, not really. When was he? When was he? He, he was tried in 1976, found guilty shortly after that, a couple of days. So 76 from, from 76 to 91. Why does the death penalty, why does it take that long? Why does there's that so many things? There's so many things that there's a lot of uh, petitioning. The, the lawyers got appeals they keep doing. Yeah, appeals, all that. Um, Dude, I don't know. You know what? They have to make it as humane as possible. Humane? Do you think they made it humane for the victims they killed? Right. It's. It's. I see where you're coming from, but you know, legal. That's legal stuff. Why can't it be like back in the day before when you say you are going to be executed? Your head comes off. I can't. We don't live in the medieval times anymore. They should consider that an option. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Well, I know for a while they were still doing like. like uh, shootings, like the execution style shootings. Oh yeah, yeah. For a while they were doing that, but dude, I just don't understand. Like, I really don't get it. Like, if you know this person, what is what is it to appeal? Like, they have you have so much evidence against these people. Like, you know they deserve it. You know, it just, you know. Just... Uh, so a a while ago, when I was going to Citrus College in Glendora, I was taking this. Um, I don't know, it was some AJ class. And during that time, there was an execution that was going to happen. And they put a stop to it minutes before because the lawyer filed a petition or an appeal, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what it's called, um, that the room was too small. 
Excuse me? And it was inhumane. I never forgot this. What? So they put a pause to it. And I think he was eventually executed like days later because, but they had to stop it because it was an legitimate appeal or petition or whatever. Okay, you know what? These, these appeals are getting a little too ridiculous. The room uh, is too small. First of all, you're giving this person too, too much, much respect. Too much respect. Okay? They don't even deserve that much respect Yeah, from anybody. They didn't give any respect to humanity, nor to the victims, nor to the families. So why should the government even give them that much respect? I mean, you you are not wrong, and and I'm sure a lot of people have feelings like this. And then there's there's the money side of it too. Like it costs a lot of money to have someone in prison for that long. It does. Uh, and then it also costs money to. I mean, now they do like the lethal injections, but even that's expensive as well. But it's all expensive. There's too many politics. And you know what I would be happy with if my taxes went just to the death penalty stuff. I don't care about housing them or feeding them, or changing their clothes, washing their clothes or their um, whatever they get in there, their cigarettes or snacks. I don't want to pay for that. <laughs> I'm not paying for your pay. cigarettes. All I want to do is be able to know <laughs> your money is going to this because this person can get euthanized. Great. Then my taxes go to that. <laughs> I don't want my taxes to go to everything else. I mean, it's unfortunately, but you know, um, we do need prison system. We not, do. I'm not uh, saying that we don't, but it's just, I feel that we would have so much more room in prisons if they actually killed the people within a good amount of time, not in 20, 40, 50 years. Yeah. Span. I hear you. You know what I mean? Let's give them, okay, let's be fair. Why don't we cut those years down to like a 10 year minimum? Get there your you appeals, get your petitions. Yeah, get your stuff and settled. Say goodbye to your loved ones. Say goodbye to whatever uh, hobbies you have or whatever you have in mind or your addictions to what other stuff. Say goodbye to them. You have 10 years. And then say goodbye. <laughs> and say goodbye. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that from... um? Oh, my God. Hocus Pocus. Uh... Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> At the end. Yeah, exactly. You're a mess over there. Oh, God. I'm Wild sorry. story, huh? It's a crazy story, man. Crazy.